Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Caught touchdown, Julio Jones. This is The Rich Eisen Show. My prediction, Chris Brockman, on the Julio Jones front. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The moment where Shannon Sharp had Julio on television. Oh, man, It will be viewed through the prism of actually helped him. The Rich Eisen Show. That's my prediction. Earlier on the show, Green Bay Packers tight end Robert Tunyon, 12-year NBA veteran Rex Chapman. Still to come. From America's Got Talent, Howie Mandel. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number three. Oh, the Rich Eisen Show on the air, getting you ready for Memorial Day weekend. And not just any Memorial Day weekend, one in which half the country has it gotten at least one shot of the COVID-19 vaccine and half the country being fully vaccinated as well, it looks like. About 60% of the country adults have gotten uh, at least one shot. So Good job, people. everybody keep please it up. go out there. Let's keep it going keep because it you're, seeing that you're seeing fans back in. I can't wait to see what 40% at the Indianapolis oh. Motor <laughs> Speedway looks like. Graham Rahal earlier this 100, week said it's going to be 140,000 people. That's a lot of steak and a lot of shake. Are they going to be? I wonder. They might get that many at the Belmont in a couple weeks. Well, I mean, whatever that is. Uh, by the way, have, have we gotten the uh, the second uh, sample back from uh, <laughs> Medina Spirit? <laughs> Has that has that story just disappeared? It's gone, man. It's dis- it's disappeared because it didn't win the Preakness. Well, obviously, if Medina Spirit had won the Preakness, we would be all about it right, right now. It came in third, so it's kind of a non-issue. And now it's just but but Baffert got banned from the Belmont, though, right? So, so don't you think we should find out what that second sample I, said? Yes. If it if it backed I mean, short up answer. The, if it backed up the twenty one picograms from the the the, the most famous twenty one picograms of in Kentucky Derby history and or or vindicated him that he's right he's he was right somebody put the bomb on and he didn't tell him who who put the bomb who on. put the bomb on somebody well, put the bomb on next Saturday is yes. the Belmont so I imagine next week this story will ramp back will up. it why didn't it why didn't we get where did they send it to. Shrug emoji. I don't know. The moon? <laughs> Venus? Like, where did... Where? We need Dr. Richard Kimball to get out and switch the samples. Can yeah. We, can we, we need to call Jane Lynch up and yeah, get her Yeah, Jane on Lynch this will case. figure it out. She always loves when she's yeah. on and we're like, hey, <laughs> you were technically the hero I mean, of yeah. because The Fugitive. We're also a group that is obsessed with The, the Fugitive. fugitive. Exactly. <laughs> she is, I think, afraid to come back on the show because the number of times that she's been here personally and on the phone and we bring it up every time. Every time. That with her and Bones together finding out that the samples got switched. They were all from the same sample. They're all, they're I mean, the they, they switched the samples. So we could get, Provasic could get RDU90. I mean, <laughs> and then we go down that wormhole and she's just like, you you frightened me. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> you frightened me. I, mean, and I'm I was like, a young local Chicago actor. That's just what she was. <laughs> like, it was just a part. <laughs> Leave me got, alone. She got the gig. <laughs> like, Leave me alone. And now she's suddenly in a scene with, uh, with Harrison Ford. <laughs> trying to clear his name. 
<laughs> kind of like Bob Baffert. Is he walking? Yeah. Is he going around right now in the hospitals trying to find the who switched to Sampus? <laughs> the twenty-one picograms. He's trying to get. It was the one-armed man. Doctor, it was the one-armed Dr. horse. Dr. Nichols went into the, the barn one-legged, and one-legged one-legged horse. Horse. <laughs> The one-legged horse. Who's, yeah. The one, one-legged one horse. Thanks, Brockman gave me that thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that story's disappeared. Disappeared. We talked earlier about Daniel Jones, and this is a big moment for him. Year three. It's time. Even the Giants Twitter account put the, the hourglass emoji next to year three. It is year three. And it is an hourglass. And if he does not have a 2021 season in which we see rubber meeting the road and traction being gained, and suddenly it's a matchup nightmare that defenses are trying to figure out, okay, Ingram's this, and Tony's that, and Galladay's this, and Saquon's that, and Shepard's this, and boy, we're... And suddenly we're talking about the Giants' offense of 2021 and Daniel Jones is being picked up in fantasy leagues all over the place because he's lighting it up because he can run too. Don't forget the stumble Ruski. Oh, yeah. In which he, his next, gen, his next gen stat, he topped, off, he topped out. like He would have been ticketed in the 20-mile-an-hour zone. He was the fastest runner in I the know. open field. Don't forget the guy can move. Just because he sounds like Eli doesn't mean that he runs like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then you got, as I said, looking at him, it's yet time in year three, and they have to, and the Giants set it up. They have a value it, and let's hope the line in front of him provides him the protection and the holes for Saquon, and hopefully he stays healthy, and the Giants can figure out if Daniel Jones is the guy and worth that fifth-year option. That's what the whole process of drafting someone in the first round of a draft is about unless they're generationally spectacular like Patrick Mahomes I think the Bengals already know what they've gotten in Burrow and the Chargers already know what they've gotten in Herbert and it's possible that Tua is on the Daniel Jones track that this year we'll see if the offense is ready for him to be evaluated, and then year three might wind up with Deshaun Watson there. I'm serious. Or it's to his year three, and we'll figure it out. Well, that would make Hurts on the same plan, too. Hurts on, I mean, but he's a second-round quarterback. There's no fifth-year option necessary for him. It's just a walk year. His fourth year is a walk year. But when you draft someone in the first, that's why I keep bringing it up, and I will, and I'll keep doing it until Rodgers says I'm I'm coming back or Rodgers is wearing orange crush. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that's that's what we'll keep talking about. That's why Rodgers knows when somebody's drafted in the first round, the clock is ticking. Then with the Jets... You're wondering, what do they have in Zach Wilson? Who do they have in Zach Wilson? And man, oh man, oh man. This kid is 21 years old. (laughs) Born in 1999. What? Yeah. Get ready for next year's draft when you're going to see somebody draft a first-round draft choice born in the year 2000. Kids born in 1999. 
That's just right. TJ was going to TRL in 99. <laughs> 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 Me and Carson Daly yeah. kicking it in Times Square. Yeah. And he looks he <laughs> looks he, Spears he, he looks even life. younger than that. He does, man. I mean, he here really he does. was being asked about adjusting to life in the state of New Jersey. Go for it. You know, there's definitely some aggressive drivers here, that's for sure. Uh, getting used to that, you know, getting cut off about every, everywhere you go. Um, you know, but really it's, you know, I feel like I'm at home. I don't feel homesick. I don't feel like I'm, you know, missing anything or, you know, I'm having a blast. And I think, you know, the coaches and the players just make it easy to fit in and, and get going with everything. Homesick. Like he's at sleepaway camp. Like, and are we going to have visiting day? We're going to have visiting day during, uh, during mini camp. Is his mom bringing orange slices? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <you> guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, not man. homesick. Literally. I mean, and, and, and I hear that. I'm a Jet fan, as you know, Don. Like, I'll send you candy if that's what you want. <laughs> I'll send you care cookies. packages I mean, of candy. Send the Tupperware back. Send the Tupperware back clean because that's what the Patriots do. Oof. But, I mean, you know. And the Jersey drivers. He's a kid, Welcome man. to New Jersey, sir. Yeah. No left-hand turns. Be careful of those jug handles. Don't there, pump your own gas. Mean, honestly, oh. there will be somebody with you know, fresh out, fresh, uh, fresh out of the tanning bed, fake, fake bake. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fresh off the Jersey Shore with their yep. done eyebrows. They will, they will zip around that jug handle like it's a like it's no big. Like it's no big that's it. Yeah. Right. Forget about it. Honestly. <laughs> There are <laughs> well done, they're, but they're putting them in New York City traffic. Like show, Smith, you're no. putting them in New York City traffic. By the way, I love the the goggles, the 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 driving goggles. I love it. New York City traffic. That's not what no, he's no, in. No, 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 no. He's 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 on, you know, he, he's on some sort of jug handle supply. Was it Route Nine? He's on Route Nine. Route nine. He's passing by the old Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips that's now oh, been changed man. into some sort of like TGI Fridays or used to be like Farrell's when I grew up. You know, <laughs> going to the ground round. Where the ground round. First oh, time I ever learned with my pant. My family used to take me to the ground round in New Jersey at the uh, Woodbridge Mall. That was the first place I ever discovered the magic of something called free refills in the soda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. Free soda refills. And peanuts on the ground. Oh, man. That was uh, shelled peanuts on the ground. Arthur Treacher's. Fish and chips. He's going to have to learn that. We talked about that a little bit ago. Zach Wilson is a 21-year-old. He's going to be carded. Where have we got I would have pulled him over. I would have thought he didn't have his license when I was a cop. Just take a picture of this, and I hope he's this fresh-faced at the end of the season. I just hope so. Before and after. I don't know. <laughs> Belichick, does after. Belichick look at this and think this is the freshest meat around? <laughs> Dude, it's like Shawshank. Fresh, fresh, fresh meat. Fresh fish. Uh, you know? I mean, I moved to L.A. Who in 1999, man. Kid from Utah coming out here to the big city. It's like a, you know, is he is he going to wind up like... You know, I, I, they, it's it's closed. Fao Schwartz is he going to be dancing on a big piano like in, in clothes too big for him? Like is that what he's going to do? <laughs> Who's the partner? With Robert Logie. Robert no. Fellow Staten Island. Robert Logie dancing. Joe oh, yeah, who's going to be the Robert dancing with him on the Joe piano? Namath. Namath and uh... Namath will be there dancing on the big piano. It's going to be do, big. Do, do. Did he, did did Zach Wilson go to the Jersey Shore and put in Zol- the quarter into Zoltan's machine and say I want to be the quarterback of the Jets? Is that what's going on? <laughs> on the Seaside Heights boardwalk. 
<laughs> oh my God. He's so talented, though. I mean, he seems like a great kid. What? He's like, no, he seems like if, so nice and if, wholesome. And, what if? Oh. That's the biggest what if of my entire Jet fandom. With all due respect to Darnold and Sanchez. and This is the, the what if. This is the what if. This that is the what if. He's 21. 15 years later, Look you got him. three or four Super Bowls. Honestly, he just became... <laughs> I'm just gonna get when he gets pulled over. They're gonna. Oh, I, mean, I would totally pull him. I want to see his driver's license. Yeah. He can't get into an R-rated movie. <laughs> he's 21, oh, not no. 16. It'll bro. be definitely R-rated. I mean, he's Look getting carded. Look at him. <laughs> literally... He's getting carded everywhere for everything. Look at him. It's like he, he, he should be in the new Save by the Bell on Peacock, it not on the Rich Eisen so show on NBC right. Sports on Peacock. Look at him. <laughs> Like the OC, he should be. Yeah, Honestly, be it's a good thing Le'Veon's not on the team anymore because it would literally be handed off to be saved by the bell. Nice. Hey now, hey now. I mean, it's, it's this is he's the guy. 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 They got him protected on his blind side. Becton is nineteen thousand feet tall. He's as big as any tall, if the tallest building is as big as MetLife, and they stuck that kid right next to him. Yeah, you got that going for you. He can't get into Dave and Buster's after 10 o'clock. <laughs> True knocking. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> they stuck that USC kid right next to him. So, Rich, I have to ask. <laughs> is he the guy? He's the guy. <laughs> Are you I mean, feeling? Are you, are you feeling, feeling confident? Yeah. Nervous? Are we running down the jet schedule? We're not yeah. down the jet oh, schedule. Oh, come on! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Friday, baby. Yeah. Let's do this. No, Let's we're not. It. It's too soon. Well, we had to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we did ours this yeah. week. Yeah, but you don't know. You know. Oh, uh, screw it. Let's go. Let's go. Films, music. Hit the music. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. Week one at Carolina. That's right. New kid on the block, baby. He looks like a new kid on the block. He, he is the new kid on the block. He's going to go down there, and they are absolutely going to lose that game. <laughs> <laughs> Loss. Loss. Uh, week two against the New England Patriots. Just for you-know-whats and giggles, that's a W. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Wow. Yes. Then they're going to go to Denver, and he's going to learn the hard way. That's a loss. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for five touchdowns. He's going to learn the hard way. He's going to learn the hard way. You go on the road, and that place is going to have fans in it, and it is going to be loud, and it is going to be like, oh, my God. Although, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. He's close to home. It's a home game for him. That's a win. That's a win. Two and one. Two and one. Yes. Uh, Titans, that's a loss. Um, Then at the Atlanta Falcons in London. Oh jeez, am I calling that game? I still don't even know. Uh, you good, might, you might have by to the way, let, good let that chance. one go, Rich, just in case you yeah, are calling good it. Good chance you are calling. Oh, we'll skip righty that then. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on a minute. Are we doing the show that week? From That's London? a loss too. That's two and three at the Patriots. We're going to call that a loss. Two and four. Bengals at home. We'll go three and four. That's a win at Indianapolis. Short week. That's a loss. Buffalo Bills at home. That's a loss. Dolphins at home. It's a win because it's a total rivalry game. And now they're one, two, three, and four. One, two, three, four, five, and six. They're four and six at the Texans. That's a win. Five and six. Philadelphia Eagles at home. That is going to be a win. They're six and six, and we're thinking this is real. Uh, Saints at home. That's a loss. Six and seven at the Dolphins. That's a loss. Six and eight. Jaguars at home. Hey, should have tanked all those games, man. 
That is a win. Seven and eight. Tom Brady's going to come in and teach him a lesson. Seven and nine at the Buffalo Bills. The Jets will be seven and ten in their first year. How does that sound? Okay. Vegas has you at six, so you're right on That's the number. Close, yeah. Seven and ten. Yeah, you're close. Isn't that a fair assessment, do you think, right there? Yeah. Uh, I think that is glass half full, seven and ten. Seven and ten is not glass half no. full. No. No, no, no. they got a coach who's going to coach him up. Bro, you have, a, be you have these a rookie wins. quarterback who looks 12. Like, so what? But he's also but pretty damn and, good. Seven and ten hey, is half full. His huggies are going to drop the minute he sees someone from the Carolina Panthers hit him. And then Belichick is going to make him just want to cry and go home to his mother. And he'll still win that game. Because Salah's going to get them fired up, and I can't wait to see it. And maybe I'm wrong, but I've got – that's a tough opening schedule. At Denver is just going to be very difficult. I gave him a win right there too. 7-10 and I think is a fair assessment. (laughs) <laughs> what are you laughing about? What's so funny? What's so funny? What's so funny? Are you trying to talk yourself into seven wins? Yeah, we went... won two. Yeah, and we should have won only zero. So, Chris, I'm not a mathematician because I'm a words guy, but if you had two wins and now you're saying you get seven, yeah. that's over like a hundred. 50%? That's a yes. 250% job. Okay. And I think yeah. this is fair. What if, if I came here and I said, are you going to go 10 and 7? Come on. Well, we'd take the name of the show away from you. Of course. So I'm sitting here, but they finish up nice and strong. Okay. Like I said, glass half full. Seven. I mean, increasing your wins from 2 to 7 is glass half full. That's a big deal. But every fan should feel glass half full right now. It's May 28th. And thankfully for Zach Wilson, the glass is half full with something, if he wants it, alcoholic. (laughs) I can't believe it. Oh, boy. We'll take a break. Let's have some fun with Howie Mandel when we come back. He is on America's Got Talent. I love this guy. One of the sharpest comic, comic minds. Howie Mandel coming up. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. Because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That is the most, in my mind, rewatchable movie there oh, is. Oh, Fugitive, it does it hold up or what? It does. We wanted, uh, I, you know, on behalf of the fans of the film, thank you for catching the switching of the samples. Oh, the liver samples? Without yeah. you. You are welcome. RG90. You know? Wow. Harrison Ford, perhaps the most beat up uh, movie star of all time. Yeah, in, in, he gets his. Oh yeah, well he does his own stunts too. I mean that's his own damn fault. Is that, <laughs> did you did you do your own stunts? I did all of my own stunts. I dealt. I actually handled the liver samples with wow. these fingers and ungloved. Your character in Forty Year Old Virgin Paula was originally written as a male character. Yes, indeed, it was written for a man, and then uh, uh, with my eternal gratitude. Steve Carell's wife, Nancy Walls, who's a wonderful actress, yes. actress herself, said, um, you know, because I knew them from Chicago, uh, uh, said, you know, you have a lot of men in your film. Why don't you read Jane for the store manager? And so we improvised together and we had a lot of fun. And Judd Apatow said, oh, we'll, we'll cast her. So I, I'm very grateful to, to that whole crew of people for giving me that job. Do you remember the song you sang? In that yes, song? I do. In Spanish, can you? Oh, absolutely. I'll just tell you right away that this is from an ALM Spanish dialogue or Dialgo as you call it uh and it's <laughs> yes and and it's it's a dialogue and, and it goes like this cuando arreglen mi cuarto no encuentro nada donde va con tanta prisa al partido de fútbol thank you and it means whenever I clean my room, I can't find anything. Where are you going with such haste to a football game? It's not romantic at all. No, but the way it sounds. Yeah, it's the way you deliver That's it. That's it. <laughs> American treasure, Jane Lynch. We back. Well, how much longer we're we back Agreed. on the radio? Oh, under a minute. It's an old school one of those. We never hit. We never hit a poll question today, did we? Did we? Or you did? Well, no. I threw one up about... Um, what? Stand by. How far ago it was. Oh, who's got the best chance for an upset tonight in the NBA? Well, Celtics, Knicks, Mavericks. Knicks, that would be an upset because they're on the road? Is that what it is? Uh, they're a dog tonight. Mavericks are a home dog? Mavericks are a home dog tonight. What the hell? Why would they be a home dog? Because it's 2-0 and the Clippers... Should... Yeah, but they're the ones up 2-0 and they're home. I understand. They're a home dog. Are you jumping on that? Uh, there's going to be 17,000 in Dallas. I what, are you, what are you thinking then? Well, I mean, when it looks too good I'm to be stunned. true, it usually is, Rich. But then again, as That's you know, I'm not works. a gambler. I don't, so, <laughs> clearly, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez, that surprises me. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, hey, uh, we talked to Jim. We talked about it with... Um, with um, one of our favorites, Matt Eisman, the other day, American Ninja Warrior is returning to NBC on Memorial Day night. Check out the latest season of American Ninja Warrior, and then, of course, you can stream it later on on Peacock right here the day after. The first day of June, if you miss it on Memorial Day night, check it out right here on Peacock. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. What a great chat uh, we had. We had... Uh, with our, our friend, uh, um, 
Uh, Howie Mandel on a previous show. Is the, is the man uh, ready to roll right here on today's program? You got it. America's Got Talent Season 16 premieres next Tuesday, June 1st on 8 p- at 8 p.m. on NBC. And one of the judges joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show, also the host of the Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast. New episodes air every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. The aforementioned Howie Mandel back here on the show. How are you, sir? I'm, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, if you want me to be honest, I'm not a professional. How am I? I could, yes. Yes. if you want an honest answer yes. I could but I gotta call you back I gotta go get like a physical I gotta go talk to my therapist yes I have to see how I measure up I'll look at graph graphs and yes. and then I'll answer so that was a tough you started with a very tough question you normally that's just you know uh, one that says I'm fine how are you you know what because I mean but people look for a lie Do you really <laughs> is everybody fine we're in a world pandemic there's a lot of crap going on, yes. and we always say, and you don't really care when people say, "Hey, how you doing?" You don't, you don't want a real answer. Nobody wants a real answer. <laughs> how am I doing? I'm chafed. Look at my thighs. Do you guys have an ointment? There's no real. If one person, have you ever had an honest answer to that question? You know, I haven't had like a full essay. No, that's true. This is, but that's why I have you on. And by the way. Uh, you know, very few words sound like what they are than ointment, Howie. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you know what that is. You, people don't have to say, what is that when, when you say, what's an ointment? A lot of the oi words sound like what they are. Moist is long, but mo- ointment is moist. <laughs> so they're part of the same family. Oh, is there a moist, gosh. wet family that is, uh, I like ointment. By the way, you should, you should bring that up to Simon Cowell next time you see him. And just say that. Whether he's moist. <laughs> the last time I saw Simon, I, I, yes. I posted something on Instagram. We were at actually at his house shooting uh, something for the premiere at next week. And he leaned into the shot. It's, mm-hmm. So it's me and Terry Crews and uh, Sophia Vergara mm-hmm. and Heidi Klum. Yes. And he leaned in. And then there's this conspiracy. This is why I don't know whether we're all fine. But there's a conspiracy that he his head was a cutout and photoshopped in afterwards. I don't know that that's even a big conspiracy. But everything now is a conspiracy. Whether the picture's real, whether COVID is real, whether we should wear a mask, or whether ointment actually exists. <laughs> so you can confirm, though, Howie Mandel, that uh, whatever kerfuffle was caused by your selfie is much ado about nothing. That really was Simon Cowell's big head. Absolutely. In there. I, you know what? Uh, I'm much ado about nothing. <laughs> That's going to be on my headstone when I'm God. Oh, Much ado God. about nothing. Howie Mandel here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, Howie, I recently had Bob Saget on my podcast that I do outside of this show. Right. He told me that at the Comedy Store that you getting your gig on St. Elsewhere sent like a shot through everything, everybody there that, that, that you could get out. You know, that you're still doing the comedy game, but you could, you, you could be an actor and how that would kind of got everyone going. I there. didn't know that I was such a, a you were beam of uh, groundbreaking back in the early eighties. You know, that groundbreaking early eighty move, which wasn't the move, which was and my entire career is not a move, it's an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh that was like I don't know if if I 
I think I've told this story many it. times, but but I was you know doing okay in stand up comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, stand up comedy is my first and foremost love out of everything that I do. Mm-hmm. In fact, the worst part of the pandemic for pandemic for me is the is my inability to be in front of a live audience. This is the longest, and I still have not. You know, I, up until after forty five years of stand up, the longest I was not being on stage was two and a half weeks and now it's been like almost a year and three months and I'm I'm going nuts. Mm. But that being said, I had done, you know, a young comedian special. I had kind of I was selling hard tickets. I was doing well. Right. And the normal trajectory for anybody in my position was to then get their own sitcom. So they had, uh, you know, and that was a time when, you know, uh, Mork and Mindy had just launched mm-hmm. and uh, for Robin and uh, Billy Crystal was on Soap. Soap. And all every comic was moving into their sitcom. So my agent set up a general meeting at MTM, the Mary Tyler Moore yes. uh, company, and who were uh, prolific in in sitcoms. They had the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Lou Grant and Newhart and every show that was like blowing up was coming out of MTM. And I I went and met with this lovely lady Molly Lapata. And, uh, you know, she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I'd love to do a sitcom. And she said, uh, can you act? And I said, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and she said, read this. And she handed me these, this side of, you know, a little piece of a script to read. And it was all this medical terminology. So I read it. And she goes, you know, that's very good. Will you come down the hall with me and read this for somebody else? And I go, oh, okay. And I go down the hall and I go walk into this room. I now know that it, it meant nothing to me, but it was Bruce Paltrow, you know, Gwyneth's dad, yes. who was the executive producer, uh, Mark Tinker, Grant's son, and uh, uh, this guy named Falsey and Brand, these two guys who created it. And anyway, and I go down there and, and I start reading the say they, they said, she says, you got to hear this. So I start reading it again. Halfway through, they go, well, thank you. And I, I left. And my wife said to me, how did it go? And I go, I don't think I got the sitcom, but I don't feel bad about it because I read a little piece of it, and it's not funny. I don't even understand <laughs> what I was reading. <laughs> Needless to say, about an hour later, I get a call from my agent. They said, they want you to go down and meet uh, Brandon Tartikoff. Oh, my God. And Brandon Tartikoff, for those that don't know, was the king of television. I mean, he brought NBC back from the dead and sure. created, you know, the, the Cheers and all these, and Hill Street Blues. Oh, and, yes. and, uh, like, he created television. Look him up. Google him when I'm off of this. But anyway, I go down to meet with Brandon Tartikoff. I, I, I had just gotten home. I get back in the car. I go down to Burbank. And I go into Brandon's office, and in Brandon's office there is Bruce Paltrow and Mark Tinker, and they said, read what you read. And again, this sitcom that I'm reading with all this medical terminology, <laughs> I start reading it. I get halfway through, they go, thanks, wait outside. I, I was so, like, kerfuffled, you use that word. Yes. When they said wait outside, I said, it's raining. It was raining. And they said, no, just outside the office. That's right. So I, I stand outside the office, and they come out, and they said, we'll see you Monday. This was a Friday. You know, we'll see you Monday. And uh, I had no idea what I had read. I had no idea what that meant. And they were bringing me back to read for some more people on Monday. I'm driving home. I get home. that We didn't have car phones at the time uh, or cell phones. And I get home, and my phone is ringing. And uh, my wife says, you know, your agent's been calling. Call your agent. And he called me. He said, congratulations. You're starting Monday. So on what? Now, here's what people don't realize 
they had been shooting the show for about six days. They were looking at the dailies and mm -hmm. all the film. They weren't happy with what they were seeing, and they decided to replace three characters, one of them being my character. And uh, who I replaced a, an actor who went on to get nominated, or maybe even won an Academy Award. Do you know who David Paymer is? Of course. He was the original Fiscus. And then he went on to do Mr. Saturday Night right. with, uh, with uh, Billy Crystal. But, uh, so then I started on that Monday, and uh, I didn't know I was an actor. So you're talking about you know, Bob Saget saying it shot a little uh, bullet yeah. through the room, and we can act, and comics could act. I didn't know I could act. I remember the first day walking up to Bruce and going, um, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't know if you've made a mistake. I just... <laughs> I don't know anything about this industry, this part of the industry. Do you, right. you recommend a coach, an acting school, something? He goes, you have just been enrolled in the best acting school you can ever wish to be in. Well, and Because you take a look at the, the cast photograph. Denzel Washington is on the show. William yeah. Daniels, Ed Begley Jr. Norman uh, Lloyd, who just, who just passed, passed away. Week. Yeah, at age 106, he was in a Hitchcock uh, movies. He, was in, he worked with... So, and I knew I'm a big Hitchcock fan. So right. he was the the bad guy in Spellbound. Yeah, and he was, uh, you know, he worked with Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. I used to sit like a five year old at his feet, just, and he'd regale me with old Hollywood stories. Oh, but and I would ask crap. him questions. Bill Daniels, who went on to be Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, and he was on St. Elsewhere. But I loved him. One of my favorite movies was The Graduate. You know, when he was yeah. saying plastic. I don't know if anybody else. No, no, no. Remember. He was the dad. It, yeah, yeah so absolutely. He was wearing, uh, Dustin Hoffman was wearing the, the scuba diving mask, walking down the hall, and Bill Daniels was going plastics. That's the word. Don't remember. Unbelievable. And that's how you wind up on, on St. Elsewhere. So who? So so walk me through, before we move to here and now, uh, Howie Mandel here on the Rich Eisen Show. I could literally talk about this for all day. But so you got a good Robin Williams story when you first saw, when you were working with him or you were on the same uh, I guess night card with him, whatever you want to call it. Were well, you Robin was brilliant. Robin could just blow away the room, and 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 he even showed up in Toronto. You know, I started up from Toronto, Canada, uh -huh. and you know, I I started this whole thing on a dare. Somebody dared me to get on stage. I wasn't a dancer. This is in the in the midst mid seventies, late mid to late seventies mm -hmm. when disco was still <laughs> happening. Sure, you know, and and then I think that the next iteration of people going out was stand-up, there was this comedy boom. So we heard about this young guy from uh, the San Francisco, the Bay Area, and he was just blowing up all at once. So he would come to the, uh, the Yuck Yucks or wherever he was. I saw him at the comedy store and worked with him many times and did, you know, comic relief. But just the unabashed brilliance of mm -hmm. just whatever comes into mind with no pre-thought or editing it was just this brilliance just you know streaming out of him for me the big thing was when i went to the comedy store and finally ended up at the comedy store mm -hmm. was i was watching richard pryor every single night get on stage and hash out what eventually became live on the sunset strip which oh, is wow. one of the most seminal you know pieces of comedy concerts there is i think that's probably the impetus for people like uh you know, uh, Eddie Murphy and Chappelle, you know, and me, you yeah, know, sure. I, I don't think, but he was the first guy that I was aware that went on stage, talked about real things that are probably pretty dark and made an audience who comes from 
I would imagine, a very different world and made them laugh. He had just, he was still bandaged on stage. He had just got out of the hospital after that horrible freebasing accident where, uh, uh, you, you know, I don't... No, it nearly killed him. Nearly killed him. He was running down the street. He was the first guy to do that joke. He did it on stage. He got up on stage with the bandages, and uh, people, you probably have a younger audience than this, but they probably wouldn't remember this joke, but you used to light a match and then move the match along in, in front of you. You go, what is this? Oh, it's Richard Pryor running down the street. You know, <laughs> he did that. He did that on stage. Oh, with my the bandages gosh. still on. Yeah, Saget said the first MC that he when he was there at the comedy store for his first night was Letterman. Letterman was yeah. MC Letterman then. was my MC too. Yes. Wow. That's so amazing. yeah, Letterman was, and he was just, you know he had just driven out. He was just a, a weatherman before that. And then I became, you know, I opened for him a little bit for Letterman. You know, it's really interesting. And they had a little improv group. The in the improv group was uh, uh, Andy Garcia. No way. Yeah. Really? And even you don't know until you live as long as I have. I'm an old guy now. But, you know, uh, on our show, even on St. Elsewhere, Tim Robbins, his very first acting gig out of acting school on network TV, he did a, he did a, you know, a guest spot, Kathy Bates. Did guess like people that went on to win Academy Awards and create other shows. You know, Denzel, right before he did um, Saint Elsewhere, he has a movie. I'm sure he wouldn't want me talking about it, but I will. Carbon Copy. I saw it with George Siegel, right? Yes, I saw it. I, I'm a, I, I don't know why I remember this stuff, but yes, I remember that. Right. So I'm, I'm sure that's not his proudest moment. He's fine in it, but they, he wouldn't have been with movies like that. Only he would not become the Denzel Washington that you know today. Hey. But, you know, while he was doing the show, he got uh, the play, uh, A Soldier Story, and started doing that. And then his, Look out. It, you know, and then in the summers, we all did films. A lot of them didn't come out. I stopped doing movies. I didn't want to do movies. Mm. I hated movies. I hated, I don't hate movies. I go to movies and love movies, watching movies. I don't like the process of being in a movie. I don't enjoy it at all. It's like, you know, you, you do five you, you remember five lines. I didn't feel like it was creative from my point of view. You know, somebody's telling me what to say, where to stand, on a mark. I go do five lines. They go, cut, that's great. And I go back to my trailer for six hours. Well, they relight to get the same line from a different angle. And then I was in the hands of somebody else to edit it and put it together. So I... I stopped doing movies in in like the '80s, and just I just want a tour. I just want a live audience. I just want three people in front of me. <laughs> That's all I need. Well, you got me, and th- you got three others sitting here listening on every word you're saying right here, Howie Mandel, uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, before I let you go, America's Got Talent returns on Tuesday, eight Eastern on NBC. Tuesday, June the first. Um, you've been a judge since season five. My word, this is season. 16. 16. What, what? This is 16. Season 16. This is my 12th year wow. on it. It's uh, bigger and better and more exciting than ever. And I think that there was this pent up, you know, uh, energy that people had the last year. So people are, they're so happy just to be out mm-hmm. and they understand uh, it puts life in the world in a whole new perspective. And these people just explode onto the stage. This has been the hardest year uh, through the auditions to just narrow it down, you know, and letting like everyone is so good and so funny and so exciting and so dangerous. It's great. And then also from the pandemic, I started doing a podcast right. with my daughter because 
you know, I didn't get to see my kids or my grandkids at all, so we'd spend hours on the phone making prank calls, calling friends, <laughs> applying for jobs that I have no reason to apply for. <laughs> and I was recording it all, and then my, my wife said, who's this for? And I go, no one. I'm just having fun. And she said, put it out. And it's called Howie Mandel Does Stuff, wherever podcasts are available. Airing every Tuesday. That's when you get new episodes. Howie Mandel Does Stuff, America's Got Talent, Season 16 premieres Tuesday. June 1st at 8 Eastern on NBC. I literally could talk to you for an hour, uh, hours. So can I, and I'll be honest with you. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, well, when, for asking. When, do, when do you take your mask off? When does that um, happen for you? You know, uh, I've had, you know, at the beginning of this thing, there was a, a shortage of PPE. Yes. I felt responsible for that because <laughs> I have been collecting it for the last 65 years. I've, I've had a surgical mask. I had a, they took a picture of me that ended up in People Magazine in a hazmat suit coming yes. to work. That's right. just, I didn't do that for the joke. That's me. That's <laughs> Welcome to me, people. Well, I mean, your memoir is called, Here's the Deal, Don't Touch Me. And so that's the deal. You know, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Open the case, and it's filled with PPE. I got it. Well, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you for thank having you, me on. Right back and, at you. Thank uh, you. Stay healthy and happy. Let's do it again. That's All Howie right. Mandel, at Howie Mandel on both Twitter and Instagram, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. And there's Howie Mandel. Off he goes. Fun stuff, man. Let's take a break, and we'll wrap up this uh, week and head into the Memorial Day weekend by taking you to Brother from Another here on Peacock. Don't go anywhere. Back with more. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Is it true Kershaw blew somebody up on a football field for you when you were kids? Yeah, that's true. He got ejected from a game. You know, he was my center and a guy hit me late. He took, you know, exception to that and uh, hit it, hit that dude even later and got, got booted from the game. But I was all for it. Um, <laughs> How is he a center? I mean, was he... Was he somebody who just... Yeah, he he shot up in high school. He definitely like went from, I don't even know, 5'10 to 6'3 or whatever he is now. Um, that extra heat came definitely when he when he shot up. So if you were his catcher, I mean, you'd prevent somebody from charging the mound as well because so, you guys go way back. 
he's done that for you. you Absolutely. Did Before we talk about uh, Julio Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, I do want to let you know that you are on live television before we have this conversation. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Julio knew what he was doing. He knew he was stirring the pot. Julio knows if he was with the Dallas Cowboys. He knows. Oh, my God. His name. I was, was he planes fly across the sky and just write Julio Jones and just keep going. And his name would be so high in the sky if you put that kind of talent with the stone inside of his helmet, it will be in <laughs> I saw the D-line has a summit. Uh, the O-line does a summit where they all come together. They all learn from each other. And I was like, why? Well, there's a holiday. Why isn't there a tight end summit where we can all come together and learn from each other? Do you need somebody to film maybe a welcome video or something? Or is there... Oh, wow, Rich. You yeah. offering, you know, to set up a, hey, yeah. welcome to the tight end summit. This is what you're going to learn today? Yes. I'd be more than happy to be part of this. You know I'm... Yeah, you know, like, I, you know, I came up to Indianapolis, and I think you can come down to Nashville. I think I could show you a good time down there rich on top of it the middle day of tight ends university is my birthday i turned 52 in the middle of all that what a better place to celebrate than nashville tennessee (laughs) now you're talking george (laughs) yeah now you're talking you know graham i appreciate your dislike and disdain for michigan i appreciate it more than what i got out of herb street which is the i hope michigan's better because it's so much better for the rivalry i didn't hear herb street's interview but i will agree with that It would be better for a rivalry if Michigan actually could win once or twice. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. You don't want Michigan to win ever. So I don't. Why, so why don't, don't you basically but... say uh, it, it's better? It's better for us okay, that so Michigan stinks. This? If it was like within a few touchdown score every year, maybe it'd be better. When Michigan gets to a national championship semifinal or final, you will be my first guest on the show to talk about how you're rooting for Michigan because it's you're so concerned about the league writ large I don't I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know that I can I yeah. don't know if I, maybe I'll cheer for him to get there but I think I don't I don't think I want to see him win a national championship again I'm glad I broke Graham Rahal down in a way that I hope he doesn't break down on the Indianapolis 500 <laughs> back here on the Rich Eisen show Graham Rahal coming on this week and basically admitting, yeah, I, 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 that that whole stuff about we want Michigan better on Ohio State because it's better for the conference, better for the league. Oh, great! So Michigan does get better than you. You'll root for them to win because it's about the league and about the conference. No, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> and that's why I get so upset. Like, oh, I just you know. It'd be, you know, Michigan, it would be just so great. It's it's great for the rivalry when both teams are, are you know, competitive with each other. That's just... That's, no, it's just, it it's, it is passive-aggressive garbage. <laughs> and I won't, I won't stand for it. It's cyclical. Circle of life. One day, it's going to happen. Man, I wish that day would be November of 2021. <laughs> what are you doing over the weekend? I'll look at you first, Del Tufa, because you're the guy who's got no kids and... A boat, and it's Memorial Day weekend, and... Uh, sports Mix weekend continues. Oh, Dodger game wow. tomorrow, MSL game... Is you working? Yeah. Come on. I love what I love By the way, it's MLS, not MSL. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in a... It's okay, you're working a lot. Major yeah. soccer league. I did Major football. soccer <laughs> Huh? I did football what last you night. you did football? What football TSL, did you The uh, spring league. It's, I think it's a baby, like of the XFL. Do you know who played? So it's baby yeah, XFL on baby. Uh, was it on baby? Was it baby XFL on baby Fox? No, no, no. no. It goes on Big Fox. I've Big Fox. Both. Oh no, no. This goes both. Yeah, it's tomorrow's Big Fox. though. 
Dodgers game, big five. Dodgers, San Francisco. That's a big one. Is Buck at the mic for that one? Uh, you have no idea. You have no idea. No, I don't think Buck does. Buck's not working Memorial Day weekend. No, I don't think Buck's on. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know it's the A crew. Then that's Buck. No, but Buck doesn't start. He takes off a little time. He already did last week. I know he takes he off. Trended. He trended. He did literally do one inning and he starts trending. He doesn't do. Uh, he doesn't do every week. Mike, it was the Alphas and the Aviators yesterday. Yeah, that the was one Alphas of the games. And the I did a double A. I did two football games in a row. Know what it's not. All right, so you're not doing anything this weekend. All right, TJ, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> so he could come with me, TJ. You can come watch me mix. I got, I got, I got no friends. I got nothing That's to do. That's not true. You've you know, got a ton got of a friends. Ton of friends. I have I'm a sure. ton of acquaintances. There's a difference. What are you talking about? Stop it. There, Stop. There's a difference between acquaintances and friends. Yes, but you, yeah, but you're trying, you're trying you're to be funny. One of you have a ton of friends. People. All right. Well, so we'll come in Tuesday, and then you ask me what I'll do. And when I tell you, I sat in my crib all weekend with I, no popcorn machine yet. No. No, ping man. I, you know, I looked over. They were like, you know, you got to wait X amount of days. So I'm like, I'm gonna give it another week. Dude, this is not an algebra equation because this is like X plus thirty at this point in time. Yeah, we're not quite at a month yet. So well, it's been a well, from air date. But from air date. Filmed it. Well, yeah. I think it only counts from air date. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, because in case you say something, they have the right to take your prizes away from you. So, hence why I was quiet about it, because, you know, I needed that popcorn machine. You know what? I, I, I want to do a new segment on this show. <laughs> let's let's workshop it. Okay. What, what do you let's got? Let's use it right here. Let's use our, our real estate to workshop it. What do you got? Confidence level Friday. I like it. Predicting what's going on this weekend. Confidence level. Okay. So, um, confidence level Friday. When we come back on the air. On Tuesday, one being zero, one being not confident at all, ten very, very confident. T.J. Jefferson, mm-hmm. confidence level Friday. We come back on the air. The Clippers Maverick series is still going on. <laughs> confidence level one to ten. Monday or Tuesday. We're back uh, on Tuesday, so, so both both games three both, and four are going to take place before we come back. Yeah, I, I'd say confidence level is a nine. Nine. Oh, nine. Ooh. Yeah. Nine. Nine. Going on. Chris Brockman, confidence level Friday. <laughs> One is least confident, 10 most confident. We come back on the air Tuesday. All right. Julio Jones to the Patriots rumors will be believable. You're thinking it's going to happen. It can possibly happen. Confidence level 1 to 10. What do you got? Six. Six. Ooh, six. I'd go lower than that. Four and a half. I'll go lower than that. And for you, sir, no, I don't know something. I I just think that Patriots are probably not going to pay that one. Someone's going to pay the one, and it's not going to be New England. But a two and a four maybe gets it done. I don't know about that. You're pretty confident over there, huh? You're going to take one? Luca playing the way he's playing, 17,000 people in the state of – and the Metroplex are going to show up. Well, like Ted there's Lapp- not many Clipper Clipper fans not traveling to Texas. I'll tell not you traveling that. Traveling Texas, they wouldn't travel downtown. Did you Did you see that game? I I had to look at that Cardboard game too a few times. I was like, wait a minute, we're the home team, right? Because all I could hear were Mavs fans. I think the knockout blow comes tonight. Confidence level that tonight mm-hmm. you win tonight. 
I mean, one, I, is it one I, to ten. If I've do you got like this new confidence level, Friday, I do. Friday? I like I do. If I I've do. got, you know what it would be if we. Made, I came up with music. I don't know what the the music would be. Mike, what do you got? He doesn't have anything. He's got nothing. Man, I can't play. A you lot can't of, play NFL Films music. Yeah, I'm trying to. Apparently, there were 6,800 people at Staples Center. Yeah, and for for the Lakers on Tuesday. No, on Tuesday for the Clipper game. 5,700 right? of them were rooting say, for Dallas. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, if I'm a fan, which I have been for over 20 years, and I've got to, like, keep my fandom and go, all right, I don't believe we're going to get swept. I'm nervous for um, you, brother. I feel like Terrence Mann might be the key to this game tonight, Rich. Young bull, a lot of energy. He gets out there and he plays hard, and Terrence Mann's got to get some got to get some run for the Clippers. Now, you're talking about that Terrence Mann, not the one that was seeing dead people come out of the, the corn, right? <laughs> yeah, not that guy. I feel like the Clippers kind of do win tonight. I think they lose tonight. Oh, oh yeah. I think the Clippers go down tonight. I think Luka's going to have a game, and I think, you know, Cuban's going to be there going crazy. Again, Luka can have a game. Mm-hmm. It's the Tim Hardaway's and the Maxi Klebers yeah. that you've got to shut down. What about the ATL tonight? Oh, I think the ATL wins that game tonight. You do? I do, yeah. They've got the better. They've got the best player on the floor. With all due respect to the most improved player in the NBA, the best player on the floor is Trey Young. And the team with the best player on the floor usually will prevail. They got one more left in them in Madison Square Garden, and I think that's where they'll take it. I think. That's going to be a fun game. My confidence level on that is about a four. (laughs) Oh, my confidence level on the Celtics is minus 400. No, you can't do that. You're zero. You have no zero. confidence yeah. in no confidence. tonight. Yeah, you know, zero. and Julius Randle getting most improved player. I mean, like, the dude averaged 21 and, and 9 in New Orleans, but nobody cared. Then he averaged 20 last year for the Knicks, and now he did 24. It's like the dude had been balling, but nobody was paying dude, attention. Let me ask you a question. If Justin Tuck made all those sacks for. Would he be doing Houston, subway for, I, Exactly. For, I get it. If, if, if. Victor Cruz was doing a salsa dance for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a different ball of wax when you no, do it in I, New I York get it. City. It's doing it in New York, but I'm just saying when Julius Randle had Knicks, been balling. I'm, that's great. Do it in Madison Square Garden when the Knicks are in a renaissance and everybody puts their Dolan hate in their back pocket, to use <laughs> Diana Rossini's phrase. You know, everyone's just forgetting, like Spike's forgetting that he was made to leave the garden and go around the corner and go in another entrance. Like he forgets about all that as he's getting into, you know, Taj Gibson's putbacks, you know, I can't, I can't do it yet. I can't, I really can't. I can't go there yet. All right. On a happy note, I despise the man. On a happy note, Rich, uh, we missed it yesterday, but Adam Vinatieri announced his retirement. Congratulations to him and a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't want to hear anything about it. 100%. First ballot Hall of Famer. First 20, ballot? 24 seasons. Did That's, you hear the story he told on McAfee's show? One of the many stories he told on McAfee's show when he did announce his retirement about Belichick? He called him He called him by his number or hey, a-hole for the first year, year or two <laughs> of his career. That's amazing. Sounds about he was, right. Belichick did not refer to him by name. 
according wow. to Adam and Jerry. And then after the snow game, it all changed. Say, oh, yeah. <laughs> BFF? Yeah. BF to the F. Adam, come on out on the boat. Let's go fishing. Is he definitely a first oh, ballot gosh, Hall of Famer? Oh, gosh. We have a copy of Zach Wilson's ID, do we? Is that what oh, I've been told? Oh, oh like, hey, let's see. Here it is. Of course, it is McZach. <laughs> Very good. Well done, Smitch. Organ donor. Look at that. Rich, is Vinatieri definitely first ballot? I mean, I realize yeah. he is a Hall of Famer, oh, but is he first? Will he get in on the first try? You yeah, I, he should. If All he time doesn't, there's something score. wrong. Happy Memorial Day. Be safe. Yes. But have fun. Enjoy it. We'll see you Tuesday. Peace.